0: Oh <laughs> Good morning, good morning, good morning, brothers, sisters, friends, enemies, frenemies. I know everybody's in the mixture out there. This is Brother Rob Wilson. Sometimes, sometimes I bring these podcasts from a mobile studio, so mobile I can record and upload on my phone. So, it's not that I haven't been doing my walks. It's not that I haven't been doing my exercises, because I've done this before. It's just that I haven't done a podcast in a minute. So, it's September. September 11th is coming up in two days. Doing on all of our Facebook groups, we're doing a live stream called Faith Over Fear. But I'm coming to this audience on the podcast, Conquering the Jezebel Spirit. Whoosh! But I want to, because I used to have this thing and I'd be at work or whatever. Somebody wants to talk to me, but I'm in the middle of something. I was like, come on, talk a walk, talk a walk. So in your spirit, in your mind, just join me on this walk. Maybe you can listen to this on a walk, but I want to talk about the the unseen world, and I've always approached the Jezebel spirit, which I consider what the world calls the narcissist, or narcissistic personality disorder, what the Bible calls sin, self, and I, I use this acronym to help people think about sin. It's the self-indulgent nature. S-I-N, get it? I know you do. It's the self-indulgent nature. And not the God-indulgent nature. It's the nature of selfishness. It's the nature of me, myself, and I. Me first. But I want to talk about the invisible the unseen realm <laughs> because I do stuff with folks you do stuff with folks you ever heard the expression you know someone wears their heart on their sleeve and someone says you can't judge a book by its cover quite the contrary is true But you can't, we can't understand the story, okay? Jesus said, you shall know them by their fruits. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit. And a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Fruits meaning the outward working of an individual's inner being. Being prior military, training in overt and covert operations, then becoming a Christian after I got out of the military, I've always, (laughs) while I was in the military, I was told when I was like an E2, I was to bring a a training on air conditioning and refrigeration. I was like, what? You know, I I didn't know anything about air conditioning and refrigeration. So I go and get this i'm this is just my personality because if I got to do something, I'm doing it <laughs> and that's that's the attitude and the answer of the empath you know empathic people are generally the people who will pick the trash up that they walk past the people who will um, help people the people who have EQ. At the time, I didn't really have EQ, but I had Action Cue. But I go and get this technical manual. It's like six to eight inches thick, weighs probably between five to ten pounds. I mean, it's something that you would use both hands to carry. And I read it, wrote down notes. I go to this thing and I give a presentation and the guy who told me to do it is like, wow. I mean, I laid everything down. And see, that's the way I learned mechanical things. Because all you can do is look at the outside. You're not looking at the description of what parts do. You're not looking at the composition of what the parts are made of. Is it made out of brass? Is it made out of iron? Is it made out of steel? Is it made out of iron and constantine? like a thermal couple that picks up the heat from a diesel engine and turns, and the, the friction between the two dissimilar metals creates an electrical current, which gets converted into a temperature read. Woo! Come on, that's some old stuff. <laughs> I haven't looked over that a long time, but what I'm saying is, when you get involved with the narcissist, you're only looking at the outside. They're only looking at what they look like. Look, a lot of times, narcissists are big on appearances. They're big on physical appearances. They're big on acting. They're big on superficiality. They're thin on any kind of emotional depth. They're really thin on empathy. They're really thin skin. And... Once you get beyond the superficiality. You realize this person is. A fragile. Shell. Of a person. There's nothing there. There's no content. But I've talked before. And this is where I'm going. With the unseen. Realm. The invisible realm. The spiritual warfare. Is that. You were a target. You are a target. You were a victim. And I don't want anyone to stay a victim. Or be a victim again. I don't want to be a victim again. Because I've been targeted by narcissists. I hear, hear people talking about the super empath. And I don't really... Go along that. I, I think what most people call an empath is usually just someone who's highly tuned into others. Usually trained from birth, and coming from a narcissistic family, narcissistic mother, narcissistic father, or we'll both being narcissists, or a sibling who was always hyper victimized and you always had to attend to their needs or parents always attended to their needs. But I want to talk to you about the unseen realm because terrorist attack came within our nation. It came from within our nation. It did not come from outside of our nation. Okay? They came in and inhabited our nation. So while we were going through the routine and mundane and important, you know, we were going through our daily lives, doing daily things, while an evil prepared to attack. I say it all the time Jesus of the thief comes but to steal, kill, to destroy. But I came that you would have life and have it more abundantly. The ultimate, okay, the ultimate conquer, conquest, victory over the narcissist has nothing to do with the narcissist. I want you to say that. It has nothing to do with him. It has nothing to do with her. It has nothing to do with them. Beloved, what it has to do with is you. Okay? It's you, me. Because there was something preoccupied within us, preoccupied within you, that wanted to fall, wanted to fall for the delusion. And I'm not blaming you. No. But I'm saying that I was never... I've been just, ain't no person, ain't nobody ever pulled something on them. (laughs) Hello, come on. But I was never deceived by what someone else did to me. I was deceived by what I wanted to believe. If I can't get an amen, I hope I can get an ouch. Your greatest enemy is narrative, because they the enemies have narratives, but that's external. You can't do nothing about their story. You can't do nothing about their their vision. They see you solely as a transaction, solely as a competitor in life, solely as a source of supply. They're a predator. They are the heard this term, apex predator, like the lion is the apex predator of the jungle. Not even the biggest, not even the most powerful. The elephant's bigger and more powerful than than a a lion. The lion is the apex predator because it knows how to steal, kill and destroy. It knows where to take its, where to Get its victims at where to bite, when to attack. You know, attack an animal while it's drinking, so it it lingers around its drinking holes. It's got a narrative of being a predator. What I'm going to propose to you this morning is, you've got a narrative of being a victim. Yep, somewhere in your psyche. You've got a narrative that you need to destroy, that you need to dig deep into, that you need to bring to the surface. And what I'm going to tell you is I I use paradigm all the time. Paradigm being the lens through which we look at the world around us. Like for me, you know, I, I do have a help people out, serve people, pitch in. Uh, Take action. I remember one time. (laughs) There was fire in my workplace. And thick smoke. And the fire evacuation alarm went off. And uh, they're calling, you know. Then somebody comes on. Evacuate the building. Evacuate the building. I'm running to the CO2. (laughs) Fire extinguisher. I get the CO2 fire extinguisher. I shut down the machine. I run to the fire. And then when the fire department shows up, everybody's gone. It's to the point where you can't really see anything. And they're like, go on, get out of the building, get out of the building. And I went outside. And it was several hours before we could go back in. It was my machine that caught fire. And this guy said, who the heck are you? I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you talking about? He says, nobody does what you do. You hear an emergency and you run to it when everybody else is running from it. I I was trained that way. <laughs> I was trained that way in the military. One of the things I did was I was a firefighter on the firefighting team. Later I trained firefighters. Our survival was based on engaging the enemy. But you know what? Some of the that's my narrative. That's my paradigm. Engage the enemy. Engage the conflict. Engage the controversy. Overcome it. And, you know. That doesn't work with a narcissist. And I've done that. Far too much in my life. Because it's a waste of time. Because they like that. <laughs> I've heard this expression. You know. Don't wrestle with a pig in the mud. They like it. So that's like. That's a paradigm. Which I see. As being. In certain circumstances, in accordance with drills and the mindset that I grew up with as an athlete in high school, you know, you don't win unless you get in the game, unless you play hard, military, other things in life. You know, you win when you're all in, when you're in the game. No, not with a narcissist. You don't win by playing the game the narcissist way. But that's an example of my paradigm. And you have another thing I want you to think about is, and I use the term narrative. And I heard this expression um, just recently and I looked it up. It's called meta-narrative. okay? So no matter how you see things, you have a way you say things. You know, we have ways we we say who we are. You know, your you have a meta narrative. <coughs> Racism has a meta narrative that my race is superior to that race or that race is superior to this race. You know, all kinds of identity politics comes into play. But and that's where I heard it from was from some reading on some political opinions lately but I took it to the point where I said oh 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 and it's really the unscripted and what I want to propose to you is it is <laughs> cuz everything about getting healthy helping myself helping yourself and helping others is about digging deeper 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 the meta narrative is the story behind the story behind the story. And that's really what I want to encourage you to do and edify you in the realization that that is what Christian discipleship is for. That is what we do when I, I do video calls in a week, four or five individual calls with people we talk about what's going on with them and I just simply ask questions you know and just want to refer you to the, the scripture that says everyone should be Account was the righteousness of God. But think about on being quick to listen, oh that's the last thing a narcissist ever is. They do not listen. But I help people by listening. and I help people by asking questions. And I want to encourage you. It's best done with somebody, but it doesn't have to be these nonsensical $100, 150 a month psychologists that half the time, they're not really helping you. They're not really helping you because they're a place to vent. i went to them before, and I'm not saying I never would again, but they get you frustrated Because they don't really offer you an answer or a really in depth way, like I'm discussing with you right now. But I'm going to say you can do it alone, you can do it with people. It's best to have somebody who has this type of mindset, you know. Share it, build a relationship with somebody who says, I want to know you and help you know you better. And I want you to know me. I'm going to show you myself. I'm going to be transparent. I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to show you where I failed. I'm going to show you where I've had victory. Maybe you will see something I don't see. Maybe you will say something in a way at just the right moment that it clicks and causes a tra- chain reaction of transformation. See, people are like, how do you do because I've had so many experiences as an evangelist, at the end of the experience, the person is ready to give up on, on themselves, give up on fixing it, give up on knowing it all, and give their life to Jesus Christ. But you bring people to that place by helping them know they're failing, they're, they're not the answer to th- them. And that's what that's what being actually saved is. I need Jesus. I need a redeemer. I need a redemptive narrative. I need a redemptive meta narrative. I need a redemptive paradigm. I need a change in my vision. I need a change in my hearing. (laughs) <laughs> Last night I did a video. Confession time here. And uh, I'm chonking on some gum right now. Well, you're going to have to put up with that on a podcast. But uh, I did a video review on YouTube on the Love Agenda channel. Story, uh, song by Tom McDonald. Castles. I got a comment this morning. It says, I couldn't stand watching this video because you were chawing on that gum. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, huh, what a jerk. But see, what I'm saying is, that's pretty, pretty narcissistic to get on the video and need to leave that comment. But it would have been pretty narcissistic if I had this explosive anger reaction. See what I'm saying? But I didn't because I don't have that meta-narrative. I don't have a narrative of self-justifying or self-glorifying or grandstanding or grandiosity. My narrative is humility. So, huh, I re-watched the video and I could live with it. I didn't think it was a big deal, but you know what I said. This is something... Maybe you can do this too. But the narcissist cannot change because their meta narrative is they're so fragile and damaged. And I'm not going to say that there aren't exceptions to the rule, but they're very few and far between. I put them in the category of with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible with God not with you beloved but because of my humility my authenticity and my inquisitiveness I re-watched that video I said you know what I can't help but agree a little bit that I would produce I would improve my overall service and production to others If I didn't do these videos chewing gum... Now, one of my my, uh, attributes and aspects of any part of life... Is I don't want to be fake. I don't want to be phony. I'm going to be Rob Wilson, a follower of Jesus Christ. But, I agreed. And I said, I'm going to make it a point. To the best of my ability, to not do any more videos while chewing gum just for the annoyance that it could bring to someone else I can't promise that with a podcast but I think there is a reason why we don't get healthy and we don't get better and we don't improve much and in general it's because we think and only listen to people who have um Maybe the kind of act that goes along with their presentation, but they don't really have any content in their information. Can I get it amen? <laughs> you' not fake phony uh, people, you know And you don't get healthy unless you've got real people to be real with. A few weeks ago, I need to wrap this up. I shared at our Thursday Night House Fellowship some of the deepest pains of my life. Next thing I know, this guy over here said, I've never shared this with anybody before. And he tells us stuff, he begins weeping, and we pray for him, and the next thing you know, he's not carrying something, he's carried for years upon years, why? Because I I didn't have to present myself as a grandiose expert. I presented my testimony of the injury that got me to the place and the point I had been in my life before I found Jesus. And the place I had to come, the confession I had to make, and the realization I had to make before I could get my spiritual breakthrough. See, I had to, I had to come out of my meta narrative. Many excuses I made, many justifications for myself, many explanations, and agree with God. It's me. I'm the problem. <laughs> it's, it's all me. See, I've done it in so many areas of life where I took responsibility and accountability, but I'd never done it with me. What I want to tell you is that's where you're going to find your victory. And the places to get really, really healthy that will help you and me stay out of engagement with the invisible enemy is when you have conquered the invisible enemy within your inner being that, one, attracts these people to you. Two, Makes you tolerate what they do. Longer than any most rational people will tolerate it. And three. The reason why. You don't break contact. Okay. Oh. All right. That's it. Because you can't conquer. Their. Their inner enemy. The narcissist has an inner enemy all of their conflicted thoughts, conflicted emotions, the trauma they've been through, the damage, never presented them, never presented the Jezebel spirit as a spirit that is not completely damaged. They're damaged. So that's what Satan does. That's what he does to get you in his harem. That's what he does to keep people held captive. He damages them. Okay? Okay. And then... Next thing you know... You are... What somebody did to you... That's what a narcissist is... They are a result... Of what somebody did to them... That's their story... Whether they do it grandiose... And extroverted... Or they do it... Vulnerable and coverted, That's the narcissistic story... I'm a result... Of the evil... The injustice... The cruelty... Of my parents, of my siblings, of my ex-wife, of my ex-husband, of my teachers. Nobody gave me a chance. But the person who's gone deep internally knows that me. Once I I help people, I help people. But I don't help people who don't want to be healed people. And Jesus asked all the time. You know. Well, I'll help him, but I'm not going to be a, become a pathology to it. But he said, what is it you want me to do? Look in the Bible. See how many times Jesus said, what is it you want me to do? He gave them exactly what they wanted. They wanted their sight back. That's what he gave them. One instance, he heals a man on the Sabbath. and says, your sins are forgiven. And then people were like, who is he to forgive sins? He's, to, he's supposed to heal people, but he ain't supposed to forgive sins. Look, Jesus does some unconventional stuff. But then Jesus says, since you don't think I can do that, I'm going to show you what this, this whole signs and wonders and miracles is to confirm that I can do that. Arise, take up your mat, and go. I think that's what he said. Or was it the stretching out the hand? I can't remember which miracle it was. The point being, he asks all the time, what it is people want. And the narcissist has to want to give up their meta narrative, their paradigm of being a victim, their paradigm of drama, their paradigm of control, their paradigm of projection and gaslighting and word salad. They and and brother, sister, you can't do that, friend. But you can do for you the things that keep you Seeming like a blind, deaf victim. Because, and those things are in you, not them. So this might be a tough love lesson. But uh, that's where the real victory comes. It's stuff that you can't really say is wrong with a person. It's not wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with people. Okay? What do you mean there's nothing wrong with people? We all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. None of us knows the way. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But see, it says in the book of Hosea, My people perish for lack of knowledge. My people perish. Jesus said of us on the cross, Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing. But the more enlightened we become in the spirit, the more we know what we're doing. Amen? And the more we know why we're doing it because we've done the deep work of investigating us. (laughs) You've got the book covered with narcissists. You know, you, you know the narcissist. I've had, you had numerous narcissists tell me, You don't know me. I said, I know you better than you know you. You don't even know. They do not know why they do what they do. You know, you're like, What? Because they have so pushed themselves away from themselves, they're, they're alienated from themselves. They reject them, their true self. um, They invalidate their true self. That's why they never deal with their deep pain, because in order to cover, in order not to deal with their deep pain, they're always putting on this grandiose. It didn't bother me. You ever heard that? You know, that's part of the narcissist language. And they walk away with this bitter. (laughs) <laughs> bitter, perched lips like they just drank a cup of lemon juice. It bothered them. But they reject themselves. So, but the point is, the healed, healthy, whole person is the one who can sit down and say, you know, when you did that, I felt this way. And dealing with another healed, healthy person, you go, oh, really? I, oh, jeez. I didn't even I wasn't even aware of how that would come off that way. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. I will try to remember that in the future. And they do. They either do remember it or they most certainly try. They don't go into the same incident and say, Well, I know you don't like it when I do this, but... (laughs) I've had had that from narcissists. I know you hate it when I say this, but... Well, stop saying it. You know? Stop attacking me for you. So... Beloved, I hope that gives you inspiration, encouragement, and some transformation. And I'm going to make, call that this the end of this podcast. I will include um, the link to the Love Agenda YouTube channel in this. And I will include my email address. I'll say it audibly. You can email me at kingdomlifefeoria at gmail.com. <coughs> You can also become a member of a Patreon community, um, and I like I said I do video calls with numerous people, and but if you want to support the ongoing work of the channels, of the podcast, of the healing which I help in the lives of others, and possibly and hopefully and prayerfully yourself, um, you could become a Patreon community member. There's uh, Several different tiers, $3, $5, $20, $50, and $100. And um, this is not a tax-deductible donation. It's just saying, hey, for the price of a cup of coffee, I want to support this brother's work. Um, and I appreciate the Patreon community. And uh, one day when I retire, uh, this is my full-time job. You know, And, and I consider this is my life. It is my life to I go over there to the factory, and I work, and uh, I still do this. I um, do this on the job all the time. Navigate the narrative. All right, this is Brother Rob Wilson. Peace and love in the name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.